Hey, what's up, everybody? Mike Caluzzi here, business coach and trusted advisor for service-based professionals and entrepreneurs who are looking to eliminate overwhelm and frustration in their business and grow their business confidently with a clear value proposition and purpose. So today, we're going to talk about overcoming objections in your service-based business. Now, most service-based professionals, they never get the formal sales training that they are re that they're required in order to really effectuate excellent sales skills okay they dedicate most of their time and their education and their efforts refining their highly technical skills to perform a really technical service for a very discerning client totally understand that okay so the issue becomes is it takes a long time for obviously us even beyond our formal education to really become super confident and and competent in our chosen field okay and then once we do develop that level of expertise, then what do we have to do? We've got to go out there and then drum up business. The problem is, is that we never had any type of formal sales experience or training to help us in that process. So what happens? We wind up going back to ground zero, right? And uh, we feel, oh gosh, I would rather just bury myself in work, okay? And, and, and just stay busy doing that technical work and let someone else do the selling. The pro again, the big problem with that is, is as you evolve in the process, particular in the service-based industries, um, the people who drive uh, you know, forward are the people who are bringing in the business. It's those people who have those selling skills, all right? Now, selling skills, they, obviously we know there are certain people who have you know, a natural inclination to do selling. Left brain people, highly trained people, oftentimes, even though high level of intelligence, you know, that we struggle because it's something that is not familiar to us. It's something that we haven't been trained formally in any of the process, and it becomes really overwhelming and a source of frustration. And then what winds up happening is, is we begin to really struggle in our careers because we're not selling and bringing in that new work. Okay, which is so so important. Just think about your, think about your circle. Think about yourself. Who are the ones who are excelling in their business? I will bet you dollars to donuts. It's all about the people who develop the selling skills. Okay, so it's up to you to be able to develop those skills. I know for me, my first uh, formal sales job was back in 2000 when I left working for a law firm. Uh, which I was completely burnt out in, and that's a whole other story. But when I started working for a legal publishing company, and it was a very, very good experience, and I did well, and they did give me some formal training experience. But I have to say, much of that training uh, and much of that work had to do with account management, which is totally different than selling, okay? Account management is totally different than selling. And ultimately, I was able to kind of hide in some of that more technical aspect of account management and use a lot of those super analytical skills to clarify and, and sort through really complicated. Um, uh, I worked for, I, I represented like uh, the company for like state accounts, big, big complicated accounts. But that's again, another story. The issue is, is that I didn't develop and really master the art of selling um, in that job. It actually wasn't until I started and joined a network marketing business back in 2013 that I truly learned the art of selling, the psychology of selling, overcoming objections, asking questions in a sequence, 
handling those objections, trial closing, and then asking the closing questions with confidence, okay? You've got to recognize that selling is a process. And if you are selling your skills, it's also not uncommon to personally attach to the selling process. And you've got to learn, again, associate with that psychology of closing and how to not personally attach to the outcome and to the sale itself. So we're going to talk a little bit today just simply about five the five main objections that most people encounter, okay? And that is number one, price objection, right? The second one is those people need have a need to think about it, right? The third is that they often require more information, right? Or they have to run it by someone else. And then sometimes they're simply not interested. Now, if you're watching this video live, you know, if you want to just chat, tap, uh, chat a Y in the chat box, if there's something that you can relate to, right? Have you experienced this before? And it's totally cool because we all have, right? So it's it's uh, there's no shame in uh, in understanding that process, and I will give you major props because you know it's really about recognizing where your strengths are, where your weaknesses are, and then developing new skills so you can turn those weaknesses into strengths for yourself. So, you know, with respect to price objection, um, you know the reality is it depends on what type of nature of the product that you're selling. But oftentimes the time that oftentimes people are giving you price objections, they're either just really trying to beat you down on the price, or they truly don't understand what the value is that you're offering. So it's going to be up to you to drill down more specifically and know who you're speaking with and do the right type of preparation to know who your client is and who you're addressing so you can recognize how and why they're framing that price objection. There's there's some tactics and understanding in selling psychology that will really help drill you down, help drill down those, those skills too. And I can help you with that. Um, now, as far as the folks who are looking to need to think about it, look, you understand that is a process that you as an analytical person, you may need that process. Okay. Now, you know, there's a, there is, um, there's a saying that sometimes that says, uh, you know, the fortune is in the follow-up right now that again is a very meaningful and, and, and invaluable statement about the fortune is in the follow-up because there simply are people who need to analyze it, who need to think about it, to let it ruminate, let sleep on it. There's some validity in that process. Now, there's another school of thought where, uh, you know, the fortune is not in the follow-up, the fortune is in the close. Okay. Now, and that really boils down to you being able to, where you're, if you can ask questions in a sequence and then being able to have that real posture and, and belief in yourself, so you can ask those closing questions effectively, all right? But that is a skill and an art and really a psychology, it's a, it's a mindset that you have to develop that psychology of closing, which requires some time and practice. There's no doubt about it. But for those people who truly just need to think about it, you have to allow them that process. And one big hint, what you can always do for folks when they do have time that they what required excuse me they are uh, requiring time to think about it what you want to be able to do is just designate it a time for follow-up that is a fair request it's something where what i typically say is look i don't want to be a nudge i want to just be able to understand you know where you are in the selling process so when would be a good time for you so that you can have enough time to think about it and we can have a follow-up conversation oftentimes that's a really easy non uh, 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 non kind of process that's 
too aggressive where people don't feel um, offended by that process. And you can simply go ahead and do that. All right. Now, folks who require more information, that is something where, again, if you're if you're selling technical services or, or, or offering a profession, you know, as a prof service professional, oftentimes there, you know, there's there's more dynamics that you may not be able to answer all in a very short period. So what you want to do in that situation is you want to ask people what specific information would help them and assist them to be able to make an informed decision. When you use those words, informed decision, they recognize that you are concerned about them making a decision that they are comfortable with. All right. That is critical because if you come off as someone who is just trying to just get the sale, uh, that posture is going to bleed through very quickly. And if a person's paying attention or if they're really sensitive or they're making judgments on you, once they feel that they, all you're doing is just, you know, just looking for your next meal and you're not really true in the service of their best interests, you're going to lose them. So if they do require more information, ask them what information that would help them and assist them to make an informed decision. All right. Fourth is about you know, if they ask about, uh, if they talk about that, they have to run it by someone else. Now, this is something that you can do on the pre pregame. First thing you always want to do when you're going and setting up a sales call, and I know it's not always possible, but you could ask, hey, who is the person who's most responsible for making the decisions? Who is the budgetary decision? Who is the person who's leading the team? Who was the one who is actually going to be able to say yes and check the box off that they be able to hire you as their service-based professional. You need to understand that again, again, a, a little bit of work, okay, in advance would do wonders for that. But also understand that, you know, if you don't have access to that person initially, it may take some time, right? So you have to build the rapport and be able to develop a good relationship with that person who then will be able to introduce you to that person who is going to make the ultimate decision, okay? One thing associated with that is you have to recognize too, because a lot of these things kind of bleed into one another. There's not just one, you know, linear process. You have to understand that as you're going through this process with one particular prospect, right? You have to be able to develop enough leads, right? And be able to connect with enough people so that you have a sufficient amount of leads where you're not spending way too much time and too much focus on one particular you know, sales prospect or one lead, because that's just really a question of you really romanticizing a lead. All right. Again, we could talk about that as far as the psychology of selling, which is a, an amazing, amazing uh, topic to, to delve into. So you have to understand that if they do need to run it by someone else, again, a little bit of pre-work will help you. Right. And then asking that direct question, who that person is. But one thing I will also tell you a little bit of a hint, never ask a question that you would be able to get the answer to by doing some of your own research. Nobody likes a lazy salesperson or someone who hasn't done the work to demonstrate that they're prepared. OK, so, you know, if you're me, if you're reaching out to somebody or if you're having a, um, a conversation with someone. Um, if you're, if you're having a conversation with somebody, then what you have to do is you have to prepare in advance. All right. Just, you have to know who those players are and what some of those, you know, the hot points are going to be. So you're not asking 
questions that have could easily been answered. Go in there as the informed professional that you are. All right. Last thing I want to talk to you about really quickly is sometimes people are not interested. All right. If they are not interested, you've got to recognize that they very well simply may not be interested. All right. Don't hound them. Okay. Don't be that person that when, you know, your name comes up on their phone or there's a message that comes through, they roll their eyes like, oh God, what's this person want? Don't be that person. All right. Don't romanticize the leads. Okay. Don't, uh, you know, be that overpowering presence where you become a nudge. All right. Sometimes people are simply not interested at that time. All right. So you have to let them go. All right. But then continue to add value to their life because when the season does come where they need someone with the services that you offer, they're going to think of you if you left them with a good impression, if you're continuing to stay at it and you're providing good value. All right. And they know that you're someone who's coming from integrity. So um, if you are someone who's currently struggling to overcome one of these objections or dealing with a lot of head trash associated with selling, I'm going to invite you to reach out to me for a 20-minute consult, okay? I have been in your shoes. I am in the trenches. I understand exactly what you're going through because I've been doing it for over 20 years at this point. And I had the good fortune of being out there, you know, selling directly, you know, in a, in a network marketing business, which is an extremely challenging situation. Okay. Uh, you have to, I say network marketing is the entrepreneurial proving ground. It was probably one of the best, if not the best educational experiences I've ever had. And I highly recommend it to anyone who was looking to get involved as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, because you will never develop the skills uh, like you would if you start, you know, like you can achieve through a network marketing business. However, at this stage, if you are struggling right now with a situation where you can you can use some assistance, some outside assistance to help you overcome objections or any one of those five, or you're struggling to get through a sales process, reach out to me. I'd be happy to help you. Just inbox me wherever you're watching this video. Just say, hey, Mike, I watched your video on selling. I'd love to get your help. It's really that simple. I hope you have a great day. I hope this was helpful, and I'll talk to you soon.